Good you care blood, ain't you? We have such sights to show you. It's alive! Every you do, don't fall asleep. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Here's Johnny! Hello, and thank you for joining us for another night at Camp Blood. My name is Steven, and with me as always are Trish and Joe. Hello. Hey. And this is a very special episode of the show, because we are reviewing a movie that a lot of you guys probably haven't seen, but that's alright, because the link's in the show notes, so you're going to go out and listen to it, or watch it, whatever. And uh, for this show, we actually have the filmmaker, the writer-director of Villain, Dan Eden. Hello. Thanks for having me. And, and, and the yeah. star of Villain, Katie Binkley. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so we're going to uh, – this isn't going to be like the normal layout of the show. We're not going to like do a beat-by-beat beat and review the movie, but we're actually just going to speak with the filmmaker okay. and star. And we're going to do a little interview here and – Talk about the movie. Let's do it. And hopefully a conversation I'm excited. develops. For, thank you for having me, guys. Sure. Thanks for hosting here. Absolutely. Thanks for <clears throat> making a movie for us to watch. Um, listeners to my other podcast, that fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about, Dan's been on two episodes mm. of that show, so um, now he's, this is his Fun first time. time on this one. We did one with Annie, and then we did one with Andrew. And uh, Yes. Both I, of them were horror movies, too. Yeah. And then you yeah. make a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's funny how that works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Circles back around. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll start off by the main question is, would you describe the film for us? Sure. It's a found footage film. No, don't don't say that found footage is dead. It's not. And then don't say it's a stupid genre because uh, they're still doing incredible things with it. Uh, and I wanted to do something uh, incredible with it. At least I tried. And uh, it's a... Comic-Con-based uh, found footage horror, dual found footage, because it takes place from the perspective of our final girl, and it takes place from the perspective of our stalker, all at the Comic-Con. And it's it's a, also a twisted love story about uh, toxic relationships as well. Yeah, we won't, <clears throat> we won't spoil the movie. We'll yeah. say that much. We'll just say that the stalker and the main character of the movie, played by Katie, have a, a past. Uh, they're linked. Mm-hmm. So uh, you filmed it at C2E2, the comic, uh, the comic entertainment convention in the Chicago. The pop culture expo, yeah. <laughs> all things pop culture. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, I have a poster at my in my cubicle at work that says C2E2 on it, mm-hmm. and uh, for the longest time, I didn't know why it was called C2E2. And then one day, I'm just looking up, and I'm like, oh, because it says <laughs> Chicago Comic uh-huh. C2 two C's and yep. Entertainment Expo. That checks out. Oh. There's two E's. Joe just got it. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I didn't want to look dumb, but I was waiting for you to explain it to me what it stood I don't for. Because to this day, I, right now, I didn't know what it stood for. I, it so. took me. I've had that poster hanging up in my kitchen for like a year, and I'm like, it took me however long, two years to realize. <laughs> like, really it. Yeah. Um. So you shot it at the C two E two convention, and uh, when did you film? We did it in March of 2015. 
and uh, no, 16. Sorry, it was right before uh, Batman versus Superman because we talk about it in the movie. It was like a week mm-hmm. prior to the release, and we, it just like we were too excited about it that we had to talk about it in the context of the movie. So yeah, that's how I remember. And then you wish you went back and we talked yeah. about how like, we were. Talking about anything <laughs> else. We in, in the sequel, we will right. get into that. Yeah, um, I do agree with that mm. critique on Superman, though. Like he's the lamest. And I per- my character purposely chose Superman as his favorite because, hero yeah. because he's, he's just like kind of scummy, toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah total jerk. Um, <laughs> Mark the jerk. <laughs> so, uh, did you shoot all three days? Uh, no, just one. Okay. Oh, you we, did it all one day. Yeah. No reshoots, okay. huh? No, no reshoots. So we you spent the rest of the con like yeah. You know, obviously, no one wonders stuff. why you're going around with the camera. So no. getting in there had to be pretty simple. That, right? that was with the everything. Yeah. That was the angle, you know. It's like, where can we go where we can openly shoot each other? It has good um, set value or whatever. And no one's going to say anything. And also, within the context of the movie, being stalked with a camera, I mean, things would logically escalate. They don't quite get there in our movie, but I think these situations happen, especially in the cosplay community. Wouldn't you say, yeah, Katie? Because you, so, yeah. you do it not in just in the movie, but you also mm-hmm. have a cosplay career. No, a little bit. I do a little bit uh, on Instagram. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there's a little bit of a toxic uh, environment with guys... Uh, you can say dick bits on the show. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Feel free to promote your Instagram. I mean, it's fine. Just uh, being not uh, respectful of the people and like. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it kind of a true story? A, at C two E two, no, I. Yeah, I've never had any negative uh, interactions on like or just the C two E two floor. That See, that's that, that happens. does right. happen. Right. Yes, that happens to women all the time I, everywhere. Yeah, by the way, I, I understand <laughs> that, Trish. Yeah, I meant just obviously someone would recognize yeah, yeah. who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that highlights a very good point. Yeah, you know. But thank you for pointing that out. To mm-hmm. Yeah, school. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what what kind of equipment did you use for filming? We shot it on five different cameras. A Canon 5D, a Lumix GH2, uh, a couple GoPros, like a Hero 4 and a, maybe a 3, and then uh, a Mac, an iMac uh, MacBook camera for the duct tape scene, mm-hmm. and um, some JVCs for the basement stuff. There's one JVC shot for the alternate take, the one that's a little bit tighter on her. I have to say the scene in the hotel room with the breakup, fav- my be- my favorite scene in the movie. We were laughing about that because uh, just the just seeing Spock get yeah. dumped on the computer and then killed if you're into really dark humor is kind of funny. I don't know. Am the, I weird for saying that? The whole time no. I was watching it, I, I, I was... Think so. was Star- See, now we just asked. Is there any Star... Are you a Star Trek fan? Oh, yeah. huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll I didn't I, Did you get satisfaction out of seeing Spock get? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not. A, I mean, what else did we want to know about? My mom used to try to push Star Trek on me. So, mm-hmm. um, did the duct tape scene written uh, film before the uh, American Horror Story did it? Did they Crime do it? Story. Yeah, uh, American Crime Story. <laughs> They did. See, they oh did yeah, the, and the Versace yeah. one. There's, they did a yeah. Versace. Yeah, they, they did, did full duct tape. Yeah. Obvious, obviously, if that's the case, I'm mistaken, and yours obviously came first because Versace is new. I would say that theirs came first because if you guys shot, shot that in 2016, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I mean. Obviously, I am mistaken. But to be yours fair, uh, to no, be fair, that guy actually shot. killed him. 
like 20 years ago. So and yeah. it's a true story. So <laughs> yeah. you actually did use the duct tape. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, that's all news to me. Yeah. But well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> you time, ripped anything off. No, at the same time, I'm saying they ripped him off. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> needs, he needs his. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, what uh, when they pay you. Yeah, I need the yeah royalties. Back residuals. Some some sort of compensation. This I'm not surprised though. It happens <clears throat> when we did our web series, Three Guys in One Room. We would write our line, and then next week on Thirty Rock, they'd fucking say, or uh, it's always sunny. I think also happened. We had a uh, character named La Dynasty, and they did one called like Shady Nasty. Do you guys remember Shadynasty. that one? Yeah, Shadynasty. Shadynasty. We did it first, and then I think uh, Workaholics. There's some other jokes. Oh my god, that those were, are my shows. See, I swear I've written a few blog posts, and I've looked something up and been like, Trish, yeah. you're never going to believe they, this. I swear it's, someone's looking. It's a terrible feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It but, really is. Like someone's like stealing your thunder? Yeah. So yeah, I, happens a lot. Just to go back real quick, I did Artists. like that you shot at C2E2. I was like, that's smart as hell, because you can use... C2E2 as, like, your set, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, because when Dan was telling me about this before, long before I ever yeah. saw it, um, he was saying that he shot at C2E2, and I was like, you know, it's so funny. I used to go to a horror movie convention that they don't do anymore in Chicago, and uh, I always told my brother, I was like, bring the camera with, we'll shoot something here, yeah. and then we'll turn it into a movie. I have a friend who messaged me on Facebook when we released the trailer uh, like a year and a half ago. I, we always release our trailers way too early because we always get ambitious with release dates. But he said, uh, this is very similar to an idea I had. And I was like, sorry to step on your toes, bro. But that's like this. It, it, I feel like it's a pretty common idea. Yeah. Like it could be a common idea. I think idea, so. Like a stalker at a comic convention. I didn't even have an idea. I just said, this is a good place to shoot because they can't really stop you unless yeah. you're doing something like super crazy. Exactly. When you buy that ticket, you waive your rights you can to be photographed yep. mm-hmm. or yeah. yep. your rights yep. to be photographed so we didn't have to block any faces that's nice that's what um, i was thinking about like with all the pictures that i've taken mm-hmm. at c2e2 like in the two times that i went like shit i could have if i were carrying a video camera you know like right. what day did so, you guys shoot of the convention i was a uh, sunday okay yeah yeah, that's. I would have either done it Sunday or Friday, like Saturday, because like there Sunday? were, there were, yeah. there were, there were days there, like there were shots in the movie where there was like a lot of open space. Yeah, and I've been to. I was actually at C two E two that year mm-hmm. and last year, and um, I always noticed, especially on Saturday, that there's times where you're in an aisle and you're just crammed in there and you can't move whatsoever. Yeah. and uh, we got lucky because um, Sunday is Kids Day and. Uh, we got strollers. They have foot traffic, mm-hmm. all sorts. But I guess you know, you maneuver. You you do what you got to do. Were there shots where you started doing them and something happened? Someone walked into the shot or something where you had to start over? Well, we, the closest thing to that is we use that take in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's when we first see Ben from his perspective. It's finally when he outs himself. Not not the escalator part where we see him in the background. It's the part where he finally comes forward after the Batman talk. And he clearly bumps into a girl who's walking by with her boyfriend. And they you could tell the guy might want to say something because he kind of looks at it, but they just keep walking. And we use oh, that, that take. perfect if you said something too and you got to use yeah. that take. <laughs> well, like, the, his character would be to say nothing anyways. Mm-hmm. So um, that actually would be kind of like, like, look at this creep, you know? Yeah. Like, other people, right. too, that he's, like, was, acting like that. It was fun combing through Phil's footage, because what I did is I said, take the camera, follow us around, we'll see, we'll edit it together, we'll see what we have. And uh, not as many interactions with just people from his perspective. I would have liked to see a little more, like, 
you know, little like a kid comes up to him and maybe he's a little like scared. I could have used that or something. There was a moment I was when I was watching in the convention. Speaking of kids, where you guys were walking and like maybe three little girls like turn and look, and you can tell that they're like curious. You know, like maybe like the two cameras. Yeah. And like I don't know what made me like watch them, but like you know you can tell that they like noticed what you were doing and like. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if I caught that, but uh, it's there if you go look. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And it's actually close to where, um, like, she's getting grabbed. Mm-hmm. So, like, you guys are coming down that aisle, like, towards the corner. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you guys got away with as much as you got away with. Like, oh. this, like that scene um, where you're chasing the guy down and you're like questioning him yeah. and stuff. I don't even know where was that. I know at where that McCormick is. Place? You gotta go out and smoke that way. <laughs> okay, I've I've never seen that location. You of go McCormick past place. the Grand Concourse. It's on the opposite side of the hallway of the con. Okay. It's this big open area, and uh, nobody's usually there, I guess. Yeah, no, there was a guard right by us when it happened. Just oh, doing that, nothing. And, yeah. and yeah. you were <laughs> and you were just going up nerds. to somebody to like trying yeah. to fight him, and they yeah. <laughs> just didn't do anything. Yeah. And just like the murder in the hotel, we did that. We didn't notify anybody, so no one came knocking. It was very uh, strange. I don't normally watch movies. I'm like, oh, how'd they get away with this? Because usually, you know, you, you, you get the permission set. and stuff like that. But yeah. I knew that with you guys, you, no you didn't get permission <laughs> no. for anything. Just so. for my grandparents to do the basement stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get really crazy for yeah. a little bit. Don't mind the screaming. <laughs> um one of the things I enjoyed, and they wouldn't recognize it, but because, you know, you... Because they're dumb. You, no, <laughs> no, if you let me finish, is that all the opening credit scenes were shot in Homewood. That's right. And I yeah. grew up in Glenwood, which is right next to Homewood, so yeah. I was no. sitting there and I was like, my, it's the library, and that's... <laughs> You're not supposed to know that, though. In fact, in fact one I of the... I recognize an alley that I peed at <laughs> by Ravenswood. One of so. the uh, shots was in a laundromat, yeah, which is... Ravenswood. Yeah, I definitely peed in that alley. <laughs> Uh, one of the uh, shots is in a laundromat, which is yeah. like f- yeah. right across the street from my house. That guy clearly check out Katie doing laundry. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually where I do my laundry. Reference back to like we are not safe anywhere. Yeah. Can't even do yeah. the damn laundry. I, like I got hit at, at the laundromat once. The guy wanted to like take me home. Oh yeah, I paid for my laundry at least. Again, looking at the footage, turns like he, what the hell? Yeah, cheap that though. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Some of it's uh, happy accidents, you know. <laughs> and then the hotel was that that was was that the same weekend as C two E two? We did that on Friday night of C two E two weekend. We checked in. That's where we stayed and uh, shot it that night. Now that I think about it, we actually shot on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't shoot on Sunday. We shot on Saturday because we shot the murder on Friday, and then the next day we went to the con, and then Sunday we just went for fun. So you shot at the convention on Saturday? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That surprises me that you found an open sorry, area sorry. in the Are middle of the sure? convention. I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. I thought it was Sunday nah. because uh, of the kids' day specifically and those kids running around the concourse. Yeah, I don't know. Right. There are kids every single day there, though, because that is there a very, are, yeah. generally speaking, very kid-friendly. It's a blur. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's also two years ago. I mean, I don't expect you to remember every single little Yeah, detail. like, we need to know exactly what time you shot this scene. <laughs> so the, don't you have the marker somewhere? Come on, get your notes. So, like, collectively, because I'm assuming you probably, did you shoot this over, like, multiple months, or was it all the, together? The, all the Comic-Con stuff was that weekend. Right. The hotel stuff, obviously, that weekend. Uh, all the montage around Homewood for the credits, like, in a day. Uh, it was really the basement stuff, because we had to, like, kind of work out a schedule with my grandparents, and also with Phil, and... Um, that took the longest, and then the ending, because we shot a, an original ending in Missouri, 
in a creek, and it's like, I can't give it away because we are going to release an alternate cut. Oh, it's an ass. Um, <laughs> and it turns out differently. It unfolds Interesting. differently. Okay. And, uh, I, we looked at it, and it just wasn't quite there. It just wasn't quite what we wanted it to be. We said maybe we could do better. And also, incorp- minor spoilers, incorporate my character more into what we reshot. So if that's any indication, I'm in less of the alternate ending we're releasing in a few months, maybe. So yeah. did you only shoot the ending in Missouri, or there's other stuff? Or did um, you go there, too, to specifically shoot? We the went movie? there specifically to shoot. Really? Because her, her, her cool. family lives in uh, Missouri, and her dad has uh, yeah. a big, uh, a lot of like, acres of land. Well, yeah, like 76 oh, so acres. So figure out how yeah. to use everything at your disposal. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. he had a nice creek running in the back of his uh, yard, and mm-hmm. we went down there. It was so hot that day. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a hard day, and that's probably partly why we're not using that end. But we, you will get to see it. You will well, see, that's the realism. Everyone looks miserable at the yeah. end. Then, like. we, you know, she, uh, I think you used it that day. I can yeah. see it in your eyes. Yeah. Some Just rage. rage. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was definitely feeling it that day. Yeah. I know it. I know it. So is the movie longer with the other ending? Or? Yes. This cut, was it was important to keep it at like an hour 30, you know, or less. Keep it tight. And this one, I'm just going to be a little bit more indulgent. Because there's more basement stuff, too. Like monologues from Phil. Like full pages, multiple pages, where he delivers it. It's about love, and it's about how he feels about her. And, and, and it's it's good stuff. It's just It just kept going on and on. But we're going to use it, because I think it's uh, some good stuff there. So you write about a lot of um, creepy dudes. <laughs> Where does your inspiration come from? Have you been stalked? Uh, no. Or I was wondering if maybe Katie had more input on this because I um, well, empathize. Tell me how we met. It's an interesting. No, I was Whoa. in the bushes <laughs> outside her house. You didn't um, follow her around the convention. No. <laughs> so that doesn't work. I gotta change my game. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, doesn't work in this either. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it doesn't turn out too great. Um, I just thought, thought it was very... Um, Where's it come from? Like, no, I just felt it was, like, very true. Like, mm. like it, I don't want to say, like, all men are scummy, but, like, some mm. of them, they, you know, they, they do kind of stick out there like that, and they, like, follow you around for oh, years yeah, in yeah. your life, and it's like, man, it's like, I, they are like stalkers. Yeah, I got a weird almost... I told you before you came that I got, like, a almost, like, blue velvet vibe <laughs> from the movie. Oh really? Wow! Blue Velvet cool. with comics. High like, I was gonna praise. say that is pretty high yes. praise. I love Blue Velvet. Wow! Thank I just you. love like the revenge and you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah, I empathize yeah. with um, Katie's character a lot. Yeah. And, like at the end, I was like just like so rooting for it. You know when it when it did. Very yeah. satisfying. Yeah, very satisfying ending. So you guys need to see the movie. I was gonna ask you if you had, it, what your influences were. That was one of the questions um, I wrote down. The, is there any oh, filmmaker or is there any filmmaker or type of yeah, film that you know you... what really inspired me? Because I said found footage is not dead. I believe that because the creep movies with uh, Mark Duplass that were just came out like in the last few years. Then they just did a sequel recently, and it's just a two-hander. It's about these two guys, and Mark Duplass plays the creep perfectly, and it's just psychological warfare for an hour and mm-hmm. twenty minutes. And I thought it was so interesting, and it was so real because it is found footage. I really think you get a level of real, you know, obviously you get a level of realism with found footage that can be exploited, and I wanted to do that. And I also Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, because I, I when I pitched it to everybody, and I would, everyone's like, "You're making a movie. What's it about?" I would, in short, I would always say, "Well, it's like Halloween, except Haddonfield is a Comic Con." The babysitters are cosplayers, and Michael Myers is a guy in a court of owls mask. 
You know, it's interesting you say that because my brother had an idea, and I'm not saying it's the same idea because it's not, but he always had an idea that where you could have a slasher film like Halloween or Friday the 13th or something where the movie takes place as a found footage movie from the point of view of the killer. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's pretty much what you what you did. And maybe uh, if I think about it more, la- just last night we were at a little movie club with our friends and we watched Behind the Mask, mm-hmm. Rise of Leslie Vernon, yep. and that takes place from the perspective of the killer and how he preps his kills and... Uh, just kind of gets into his head more, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there any uh, inside jokes in the film? <laughs> I have to think about that. I know there is. Uh, yeah. Okay. When the cat, uh, when I shoot the cat at the at Katie's place, and I'm interviewing her, and she's smoking weed. And when she leaves, I zoom in on the cat, and I go, "Hey!" In like a weird cat voice. <laughs> That's based on like a little series me and my brother yeah. did called yeah. Depressures about these two cats, <laughs> and they always go, "Hey!" Um, so that was an inside joke. Uh, anything else, Katie? Um, we had a weird one um, uh, between you, me, and Phil, and it, uh, it was a uh, quote, you were going to die or something uh, uh, with the gun. I don't remember. Oh, oh, that was just behind the scenes. We were playing around. We never put it in the movie, but I, Phil likes to call me Poppy sometimes. <laughs> it's like, hey, Poppy. <laughs> like, so somewhere down the line, when, when we came time to shoot the end with the big revenge with Katie's character and him, uh, we kept saying, you're going to die, Poppy. Right. Like all day. But we didn't put that in the movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, like inside jokes. Uh, did you have any issues shooting at the convention? Just crowds. Yeah. And the <clears> schedule, <throat> keeping it everything we wanted to do in a day. Well, even that was relatively easy. Was it? Did you feel pressured to get it done in that one day? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew. Here's the thing. So you filmed all. Sorry, you filmed all day. Then you didn't stop, uh, right? For the most part, just keep yeah, it rolling. Just run and and gun, just, yeah, just run and see what we got after. Mm-hmm. And me, yeah. like. Uh, I like to keep the days. Most film sets are like 12 plus hours. I don't like to do that. I do like six to eight, and then let's get the hell out of here and, you know, <laughs> hang out. But, um, yeah, it was, there's a little bit of a pressure, you know, situation to get it done. Absolutely. Where was that scene where with your brother's cameo? Where did you film that? That was the same place uh, across the hall of the Grand Prix. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Because I'm fairly familiar with McCormick mm-hmm. Place, but I'm those are the two that that and the the hallway or wherever you guys mm-hmm. shot the other scene. I didn't. I've never seen those before. There's so many entrances in McCormick because it's such a huge building that yeah. even this year when we went to C2E2 just for fun, it was like we didn't go anywhere near that location of the mm-hmm. film. So it's just how it goes sometimes. Where you park depends on it. I honestly thought you guys went back some other day when there was some <laughs> other thing going on there that had less people because I'm yeah. like, where did they find an area where there was like nobody? <laughs> Considered it to do like reshoots maybe even at wizard world for like inserts mm. like t- might be cl- tighter and give the illusion that it was at c2e2 but i didn't think it was necessary i think uh we got nathan's arc and we got our little psychological uh, games that we play and we got enough stocking in the day <clears throat> i want to point out dan you played a great asshole thanks that's why i don't know where it comes from that's why when i walk like, past yeah. you that's why when i walk past your work i just don't say anything like, oh man <laughs> I, no. I, you know, I want to shoot. Joe was no. shouting men's <laughs> rights. Like. No, I do have a question. Um, so, like, you shot it two years ago? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to edit it down? Um, That's one of my questions. That's one of my questions. That was fine. Yeah. I'm just genuinely <laughs> curious. Um, and what did you use to edit it? That's a I good used, question. I uh, used Adobe Premiere Pro. Okay. And uh, it took a while because I edited as we shot, and it took so long to shoot. So. Then you didn't shoot it in order, obviously. 
obviously. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. First stuff we got was the con stuff, yeah. and the hotel, and then the basement stuff came, like, several months later. Mm -hmm. So I had the Comic-Con stuff edited, but we just didn't have any of the basement stuff right. uh, shot or edited. So the whole thing was kind of hand-in-hand, -hand and that took two years. Yeah. I tried to get it out as soon as it was done, so... Really, like from the time we started in February 2016 to February 14, 2018, is when we just worked on the film. Did you find yourself going back at all to the com after filming the oh, basement and stuff? And it, well, I gotta flip this around to make sure mm. and that we get this in then. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. And also, I think a movie's never done either. Right. You, you go to the premiere, you ask any professional filmmaker they go oh, I wish I well could that's why you're here that. you know, they don't that. even have to be professional <laughs> I've done stuff where I watch it now and I'm just like why did I do that why didn't I tweak this why didn't I change yeah, the dialogue yeah. here or it's, something like that that was one of my questions do you sit there now and watch it and you're like why didn't I just do it's that instead it's close to what I'm I'm pretty happy with it mm -hmm. uh, there's some flaws to it and sometimes I'm, I get so anxious watching it with people that I'm, I am I want to play them out before. The, and they don't even catch them. They're like, I didn't even fucking know that there was a reflection in there like until you told me. Yep. I was like, it just <clears throat> happens. Uh, so. I'm the type of person, like, people will point out, like, that scene in Chasing Amy where um, yeah, Ben Affleck and, shot, yeah, and you the see the... Shot, yeah. yeah, And I, honest to God, never saw that until I read about it. And now every time I watch it, I'm it like, there's there's like the crew. Now <laughs> you can see a camera crew in Goodfellas, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, yeah. True, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't uh, think any movie's perfect. There's always going to be yeah. some it doesn't quite it doesn't hiccups. break it doesn't make it. So. Yeah, it's objective. I think it's all about like who notices and like if you're really into the story, impact. you're not going to notice stupid yeah. things like that. Uh, and honestly, yeah. and I'm not saying this because I'm your friend, Dan, but I really was into it. Cool. I watched it at. I'm going to be honest. I was scared to watch it mm -hmm. because I was afraid I yeah. might not like it. Yeah. And I didn't want to come back to you and be like, Dan, the movie wasn't very good. You're such <laughs> a snob, Steven. I'm like, not that a snob. I was afraid I wasn't going to like it. Well, no, I, 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 Dan, I don't know. If someone gives me a present, I'm like, hi, thanks. Okay, I'll take it. If you made it. Even if it's just a piece of candy. Anyone who makes understand that someone is going to tell you at some point, I did not like this. Yeah, I think every artist of any sort is going to encounter that. Musician, photographer, you're going to be cosplayer even. Like, your costume sucks. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna come up where whatever your art is. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and you know, I, I didn't want, I'm not, I'm not trying to come off as a snob, but I mean, like, I would do that with kidding. any of my friends. No, I'm yeah. not you're kidding. Uh, I, just, I don't, I would do that with any of my friends. If you made something and I was, ah, I don't you know if I want to. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't know. I, would, I bet there's people out there who have a policy where they don't watch their friends' plays, etc., movies, etc., because they don't want to hurt them. You know, it's, I get it. I, I do. And. And I knew that you were probably going to be the most honest of my peers. So when you said you liked it, I was very happy with that. When I got when I got to the end of the movie, I watched it on a day. I watched it at work. Uh, when you on a day you weren't there, that wasn't the that wasn't the plan. Yeah, uh, I actually I I have a hard time. I have to be in the right mindset to watch anything. Mm -hmm. Like I can't just go home. If you're like, hey, watch this movie. I'm like, all right, I'll go home tonight and watch it. I'm with you. I I have to want to watch it. So all of a sudden one day at work, I'm like. I kind of want to watch it, so let me just put it on right now. Yeah. And then when I got to the end, I was like, I really wish Dan was here because I want to talk to him about this. Thank you, thank you so much for making that jump because I bet there's a lot of people, my peers, uh, acquaintances who have it. They sit there, it's probably maybe on their tab, and they're like, eh, I think I'd rather watch like Stranger Things or something. And I, I get it. So thank you though, yeah. thank you for watching. Um. Uh, how, how much of the script was scripted and how much of it was improvised? Everything at the con. Uh, every, uh, the date at the beginning, all scripted. Everything at the con, improvised. 
all the basement stuff written, and the last scene at the apartment is half and half. I wrote it out, but I also gave a lot of breathing room. Yeah. I think that's... The intro music is the Beatles, right? The opening yeah, track? John Lennon. That's how I was going to say. Yep. And John Lennon has not called you for any money. Well, you know, because if he does, tell him to fuck off. Actually, if he does, I find out where he like, is because well, he's been dead for 40 years. If his estate, estate calls you, tell him to piss off. He has enough money. Ask him if he's with Tupac and Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely is. I recognize it right away. Now, that would be dead. an interesting song. John Lennon, yeah. Tupac, and Elvis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My first song was Beatles, and my second song was like, has to be um, it's a good point, though. It's like that, that was the mentality going in. Like, yeah, this is copywritten music. And this image, we're using a Court of Owls mask to compliment a DC, Scott Snyder, and uh, he created those characters. I didn't. And, and we just kind of went in because it was pa- part hubris and part passion. <laughs> See, that's a perfect way to get yeah. recognized, too. It's like some, no, some filmmaker no one knows is getting sued by John Lennon's estate. <laughs> For this movie, and then no they, one wants and then you to see want, it now because of the music. Exactly, everyone wants to see that's, a movie that's been banned. Just get out there and start saying it's been banned. Uh, is that fame or is that infamy? Uh, one goes hand in hand, right? <laughs> the movie The Beatles don't want you to see. There you go. That's a great way to pitch it. Shall we pitch that in the show notes? Yes. <laughs> Yoko is. I'm oh sure yeah, she wasn't is. she always the buzzkill anyways, right? Yeah. She split the Beatles up. She yeah. still I always is. knew she had something to do with it. And now she has an agenda against this movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it goes both ways. By the way, I wanted to point out uh, that scene in um, where Spock gets broken up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I watched the movie the whole time the first thing that went through my head was I was like was he st- would he still be wearing those ears while he's talking <laughs> that's um, it's a good question uh, I'll go I'll pull back the curtain a little there's a part in the that big area where he finally tells us that his girlfriend cheated on him where the killer gets an opportunity Ben gets an opportunity to uh, taint his water so he's out of it. He's he's more than drunk. He's he's out completely out of it. So when he gets back to the hotel, he's supposed to be inebriated, and uh, because that scene, that part of the scene didn't work out, and and we didn't incorporate the tainted water, he you might watch it and think he seems quite loopy, but he's completely sober within the context of the movie. I, think I was, that gonna, was part of it. <clears throat> was so that did you film that or we did? It just didn't logistically work. I was like, uh, I think the audience is going to see this and go, why? Would he have enough time to taint the water? If you watched it, you would okay. scrutinize it quite a bit, like <laughs> I did. Um, that who? I'm sorry. Who tainted the water again? Uh, the Ben, the mask. Okay. There's a part where we go out to take a picture, and that he gets an opportunity to taint the water, and then he flees, and okay. then Cedric's character drinks it. Gotcha. But that got cut. Okay. So. I just, you know, it's. I just assumed that somebody did something to his water, oh, but really? I, yeah, because I'm like, why is he acting like that? Because he doesn't feel good. And he doesn't feel good. Oh, so. I, thought I thought he was, he was torn up about his breakup. Thank you. I, uh, so it works both ways. I think exactly. it needs absolutely no explanation he's fighting with his girlfriend, because that Thank is how you. people act when they because have something going on on their yeah. phone. They're yeah. like, not, and he's staying you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if something's going on in your private life, you're not... My paying attention exactly. to people around sure, you. Yeah. Sure. And he stayed that whole way on the Skype conversation to her and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. I thought yeah. it was because of his girlfriend. Because that, that can totally change cool. an entire everything. I just, I, I was sitting there and like I was like, why is he sick all of a sudden? 
and I just assumed just somebody did something folks. to him. <laughs> this is more about Plus that toxic this, relationship. Like he's yeah. obviously going through his own like yes, struggle. Definitely. Plus at this point, physically. it was it yeah. was like I was almost like, what the fuck's going on with Dan's character? Is he gonna be end up being the killer in the end? Because I'm just like, in why is he at, or in cahoots? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, why is he all of a sudden just out of nowhere? That's that's what caught me off guard is just like he gets so angry with her for having a male friend yeah. or an ex-boyfriend or whatever you want to say that and it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. and i'm just like i'm like whoa what the f-? and i, I and i oh. didn't realize that was your brother i met your brother once mm-hmm. like 10 years ago so i completely forgot what he looked like yeah. <laughs> so when he this guy shows up i'm just like who's this guy yeah. now was that was that always planned, or was that... Yeah, because I wanted my character to have that conversation with No, him. no, but I mean, was it always planned to have your brother in Oh, I part? just needed an actor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pretty good, so, yeah. and he was available, so... He, I think he played that role pretty good, too, as, like, charming, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Because, like, you said, who's this guy, and you said it calm, but, like, coming from Jealous Boyfriend perspective, it's who the fuck uh, yeah. is this? A lot this? of subtext yeah. to that scene between like, him I and me. Like, I felt... That, like when you guys are talking relationships, I felt a lot of this. Like, oh my god, this is just like so and so. This reminds me of that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not no. Joe. Joe, you're great. Um, but you know, everyone's got like their past, and I think this movie really touches that. Like, that, that was that's yeah. probably me about ten years ago. That not quite where Mark was with the macho yeah. shit, but like the jeal- the insecurity. You know, yeah, jealous yeah. and like, like who's that? Who's that? Like, I yeah, yeah, it's ugly. Um. Sequel plans? Actually, we do. I do have uh, an idea for one. I'd like to do it. Uh, maybe. Never say never. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, that's all I'll say for now. Any other <clears throat> movies or stuff you're playing in that? Yeah. We Besides got, that sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we we tend to move slow at Econ Film because we shot a movie in 2013 that was never released. And now I'm finally getting around to editing it. <laughs> and it's um, another... Um, it's a mock doc, you know, so it's kind of in that found footage vein, and it's about an intervention, and it's a comedy, and it stars Phil as the uh, alcoholic in question, and he does a great job in that too. Mm-hmm. So, and Katie's in it, and it's all it, it was all improvised. Um, me and my buddy Kevin shot it, all doc style, and it, we just used my aunt Nancy's house as the location, and then for an eight-hour block, we just shot all day. And they had like a loose idea of how the story was going to progress. Does it all take place in that one spot? Yeah. So it's like a found footage chamber piece. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about people seeing it because there's no copywritten shit in it. We can actually <laughs> maybe send it to some festivals. I'm excited we'll too. See. Sign it up for some. Yeah. Some stuff. I think it'll be good. It stars uh, my sister-in-law, and Jer transforms. Uh, into this other, like a Christopher Guestian character. You know how he completely changes his persona for each movie that he does? Jared does that in this intervention movie, so I'm excited for people to see that, too. It sounds really funny. Yeah. Are you in it? Uh, no, no. I, well, uh, I'm one of the interviewers. We, 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 we speak. You. The interviewers yeah. speak from behind the camera okay. and they ask questions. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm one of those guys. Does the stalker from this show up as kind of tie-in? <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there is an ele- I think there's elements of villain in one particular scene in Intervention that I, I think I took with me to villain from 2013, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the part where the documentarians, the, the alcoholic doesn't quite know, because he kind of gets coaxed into the Intervention. Right. So the documentarians uh, documentarians are kind of shooting him on the sly, so it's very, vi- there's a villainy <laughs> shot where they're like behind <laughs> nice. a trash can, you know? So, yeah. 
Didn't you tell me your brother had an idea to have a spin-off movie with his character? Yes. Uh, so Bradley. <laughs> Wait, from villain? Yes. Yeah. He has this, you know how like the Saw movies, like they, they, they wanted to keep going. So like, how do we, what angle do we approach this at? So Jer had this angle where Bradley is um, like, uh, also like an uber stalker, like even more so Next than level, Ben. Right. Yes. And uh, he reveals himself in the sequel. And I have a very different idea for the sequel. So maybe in the third movie, <laughs> we'll, we'll Bradley will come back. Uh, but we did, it's funny because we did another interview with uh, our buddy Ian Simmons, uh, Kicking the Seat, great podcast. Uh, and um, he asked about... Um, he, he said Bradley was like the nicest guy in the movie. And I was like, if only you knew Jer's idea for this uh, sequel. But we didn't say it. So you're getting that exclusive here. Aren't you guys just so lucky? We got the scoop. I just think he watched the movie. He's like, I should have been in it more. I need my own That movie. probably is. He's like, like, my scene's the I best was really scene. I should be in good in this. Like, God damn it, I need my own movie. <laughs> this is not the cut I, I think, saw. I think that's what a lot of people think when they um, see themselves on camera, though. He's good, though. I know that's what would happen to see, me. See, that's like, what you can do is you do a little, like, Second one, uh-huh. you know, and then the third one yeah. is just the big, the trolls out trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the hell you want. When you find out he's been like the puppet master behind exactly. this the whole time. We yeah. retcon it like Inspector. How See, Blofeld uh, was in charge of what happens in All this Skyfall has been a scheme to just like quantum. break Katie down. You know what I mean? Yep, I like it. I'm the architect of your pain. Yes. I, I will you say know. one thing. I was surprised at your character actually thinking that she wasn't going to shoot you. Oh really? Yeah. Like, uh, of course she was gonna shoot. You know what? No. You know what? I had the same baby. thing. I'm just at the very end. I'm like, she's not but gonna I like do it. That. And it's just gonna. You still have the you hubris. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah, rage this of, of a woman's I, form. That There's has nothing to do with it. No, it's just when you hear that that's her best friend, you're like, oh fuck it. No, I honestly thought that 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 was the redeeming factor for his character, and I was just like, she's gonna let him live, and I honestly would have walked away and been like, I hate that movie. So you needed, to, you needed to die. No, I just thought it was like, God, dude, this guy really is just a dick to the end. Uh, like he thinks that this is all over for some reason. Like, uh, like I win. Oh, it's <laughs> that's fine. Uh, it depends how it's built up. I didn't too. like me either, but it's just for me, it's so, it's easier to play and it's fun. It's more fun to oh, play an mm-hmm. asshole. It's yeah, really fun. it's effective for the story. And I wasn't. Like I honestly didn't expect it because your character doesn't start off like that. It bubbles. Uh, yeah, it's under the surface. I think you could say. Kind of, I mean, I mean, maybe a little bit, but I wasn't picking up on it every, until the scene with your brother. Every scene I played in the back of one, I knew I was, I'm, a, I'm an asshole, mm-hmm. I'm toxic, and that's how I'm going to play it. So variations of that uh, throughout. Once we got to the con and you get Bradley, that's a real catalyst for me to really take it to the next level. And I really enjoyed the scene in the hotel between the two of you guys. Oh, that really? that was one of the we scenes where that, yeah. that was one of the scenes where I was just like, "Is this scripted or not?" Because it, it's flowing out wow. like it's completely natural. Wow, I they've had this argument. <laughs> I don't know how many glasses of wine <laughs> because that's what I was watching. I'm we, like, uh, hmm. we shot that on New Year's Eve. We like we didn't in our busy schedule, and then we, we had the next day off. We're like, "You want to do this? You want to go to mm-hmm. get a hotel, <laughs> shoot this?" Because the original just wasn't quite working. Um, this movie evolved a lot. She didn't in this version. She kind of knows that it's been throughout the sorry throughout the day at the Comic Con, and in an earlier version before we did the reshoot, she didn't know. So it was it kind of evolved as we went. But I'm glad you said that. Thank yeah. you. 
that, that was, scene was edited well too like the shots back, back and, and forth, forth between the um laptop um with the murderer and then um your guys's room mm. that literally were like me and joe were watching it together he's like he they better cut right and like <laughs> they did happen i'm like look joe you know like the timing i really wanted to goes see. with everybody's gut on that mm -hmm. one it's perfect i really wanted to stay in the room on the laptop camera because i the the you could maybe see the seams of the effects with the tape when we cut and we cut back and it's more of a defined mask. Because I wanted to be a warner, like just really wrap his whole head in there and like the more you stay on that, I felt the more uncomfortable people would be and I kind of wanted to play with that. But uh, So he was just willing to let you do that to him, huh? Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, we... He actually, we, none of the tape actually touched his skin. Like uh, what we did was we taped the other end of it and we wrap, we spooled it together, and then we put in sounds of duct tape being ripped. Hmm. So it's all, and then he has to struggle to kind of wrap it around his head. So. I was wondering yeah. if there was an open back or a slit mouth mm -hmm. or nostrils um, or something. And then I made a mask uh, with duct tape and, and tin foil, and uh, he didn't fit in it. So that's actually me. Once he has the whole cocoon on his head, oh shut up! That's me actually. Yeah. IMDb Cedric. trivia page <laughs> right here. I don't mean to take credit, but that's what happened. Uh, I was gonna say that's because the sobbing, the writer that the is hysterical me. sobbing was uh, good acting. So yeah. cool. Um, and yeah, we had like a little slit in the mask. I'm giving away all the secrets here. <laughs> this is uh, all this is this is when the, the movie gets big. Yeah. IMDb yeah. trivia. Page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, damn it, I had a question now. I forgot what it was. Just be like I the, hit, the you deleted have any, scenes on the DVD. Yeah. Any advice for someone who might listen to this and think, I want to make a movie, oh, too? Oh, yeah. Um, if I can do it, you can do it, first of all. Uh, I was going to say other than. <laughs> I, no. other, other than giving me fuel for fire? Uh, no, it, I mean, um, if anybody's interested in making a film, I'd say just... It's as easy as do it. If you have access to the equipment, if you have the money to rent equipment from a, a post house or something, um, or a gear house, I mean, do it. Like, And then get together some friends who like to act or who don't even like to act, and you just pressure them into it. <laughs> and uh, just get it done. I think that's the most important part. Because people always come to me and they say, I have this idea for a movie. I want to do this. I want to do that. And 50% uh, of the time, they don't think as logistically. They, they're like, oh, there's a big explosion and a chopper. And I'm like, no, no, no. You got to figure out what you have mm -hmm. and then do that uh, and then work with that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of reverse engineering a story based on your resources because you ask Robert Rodriguez in his book, he says, I had a turtle, I had a guitar, and I had Mexico, so I did El Mariachi, you know. Well, same thing with Kevin Smith. Yeah, he, he worked at Quick Stop, and yeah. so he made Clerks. And, and, and only he could tell that story because he worked there, mm -hmm. and and only Rodriguez could tell that story because it appealed to his specific uh, qualities as a writer. And I think anybody can tell a, a unique story just by getting a camera and, and being a, somewhat personal. I mean, I I went to the same college you did. Mm -hmm. I've, I I've written stuff that I've liked to film, but like you said, it's just. I write stuff that I enjoy writing mm -hmm. more than uh, what I know I can shoot. Okay, yeah. And I <clears throat> I have an idea that I'd like to shoot, mm -hmm. but it takes place in a college dorm yeah. and stuff like that. And that's it's just, not too hard. It's so not too hard, but Let it's... Let me pitch this. It's, no, I'm not pitching. I've <laughs> already talked... College I've dorm, spoken we can to, fake that. I've yeah. spoken to Dan about this before. It was something that I tried to get off the ground in 2014, 15, something mm -hmm. like that, and it's never happened. Yeah. It's it's hard to get everyone together that too, to do it. I, I had to produce this thing, too, which means scheduling, which means budgeting, and that means 
rounding up people, everyone on the same day. That's, was that that's, the hardest part? Yes, was trying to is. get everyone's schedule lined up. It really is. The last movie I did. You're not working with professional acts yet. They do have like real work. And we're not paying them either. Yeah, so. Like, and it's it's hard to really make too many big demands when that's the situation. You just have to be thankful. Um, but with, like with I Hate Theater, which was my first movie, it was a big ensemble, and it was like a puzzle trying to figure out the schedule for that. And it led to a lot of inserts of people in scenes when they weren't actually in the group wides, you know. But uh, I digress. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, anybody can make a movie, and I think you should. So I do remember my question now. Okay. Um, when you, uh, I'm sure this happened when you wrote it, but was it difficult to come up with ways to, this, this is something that has to do with found footage, with ways to get the shot and make sure it was naturalistic to why somebody would have a camera there or the why why yeah. do you, that's a big question in found footage isn't it uh, why do you, you have a camera well. uh, thank you I, I tried to cover those bases as best I could but the fact of the matter at the end of the day is it is just a character carrying a camera around they're either documenting something because it's important or it's a project like within the story you know and that you really that's all you really have one of the scenes I questioned was the scene with, between you and her in the hotel mm -hmm. like why is why the camera still rare? going uh, in the original version and it didn't uh, play out quite like this because things were tenser in this reshoot but when things were a little bit cooler in the original version I set it up so I could have a sex tape with her uh. I knew it I fucking told you <laughs> dude I told you this movie is one long movie for Damon Talk's girlfriend and they're making a sex tape yeah. with it. and dressed up as Star Trek characters. didn't I say that like 20 minutes into the movie yep. like he tried to talk her into a sex tape yep. after this is over and I told you that Joe's got a little too many ideas about this movie. Fan theories. Yeah. yeah. Joe's fan theories is another podcast. It's all, it's he does all it with together. everything we watch. I, uh, it's fun to do it. Uh, yeah. Silly fan mm -hmm. theories. Yeah. Silly. Did you shoot that? As um, like a, was that part of the movie though? Uh, Seriously, like yeah. the sex tape thing to keep the camera moving, right? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. thought, why would my character be shooting this dramatic argument here? Oh, that would have been right. a perfect way to illustrate too. Like, not that you're a scumbag, but just that you're yeah. just that you've got an ulterior motive. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. would have worked out. It's yeah, I um, regrets, regrets, because <laughs> it, it doesn't show me propping up that camera like let's do this because mm -hmm. I'm already in it uh, worked up about Ben's character in the interaction earlier right in this yeah. shoot, so. although sometimes like <clears throat> you're watching a movie and you kind of forget that you're watching what's supposed to be found footage that uh -huh. happened to and me like yeah you there kind of forget about of cinematic, it I tried to make the date as cinema cinematic as possible um, granted it's a body cam and so it's like hardcore Henry cinematic <laughs> but uh, just the way it's written, the way it's paced and everything, and the basement stuff too. I, you know, just because the cameras are diegetic doesn't mean the story can't be uh, told in a cinematic way. Did you ever, and I don't know if this is something that ever crossed your mind, but did you ever consider having certain scenes be just filmed like you would make a movie and just have other scenes be found footage? Like, like behind the mask. Uh, <clears throat> it didn't work for me when we watched it last night, uh, coincidentally. That those, I found those parts to be the least interesting, and, and so I think that speaks to me as a as a writer, like a storyteller. I just think the most interesting bits were the we are aware we're being filmed. This is all very real, and I think if it was to be shot like an over the shoulder and a, like a traditional horror movie, I just would lose interest. It's not real to me. 
Yeah, the intro reminded me I told you a maniac. I thought she was going to die in the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> the Elijah Wood one? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, cool. that cool. intro scene where Katie's being followed and, like, looked at in, mm-hmm. uh, like, the library or wherever here it is, she, you know, like, the cafeteria, you know, she's going around. Like, that made me uncomfortable. Oh, like, good. because, like, that, like... With the song, yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, got yeah a you know, creepy just... Atmosphere just right uh-huh. Yeah, so that was um, very effective Excellent. for that. You know what I mean? That whole, like, ugh. <laughs> And, and Katie, have you ever, have you always wanted to be an actress, or was this something that you just yeah, kind of fell into? No, no, not at all. Um, I've always been very uh, active in the arts, like more of a like a painter and a drawer, more so. But like I've always had an interest in theater. I've done school plays and like did theater in college as well. And that's how we met. Yeah, when we came to Chicago, uh, I. Uh, got into this little sketch group with him and his brother that they did and that's how we connected and so when he said uh, i have this idea for a movie i want you to be in it i and was you, like yeah sure the main character is basically you except yeah maybe yeah he's got some darkness <laughs> so maybe a little more darkness within and uh yeah i, well, I form-fitted this for you i wanted you to be as comfortable as possible and have fun with it you know mm-hmm. i was gonna yeah. say that yeah it's like a role made for her so taylor yeah. made yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's, your character is really fun. Like, I love her. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have another one for Katie. What was okay. your favorite scene for your character? Ooh, my favorite scene. Hmm. I think I really liked all of the con stuff, um, especially when we're walking in and uh, we're – when we start to talk about the Star Trek uh, uniforms, I think that's my favorite part. You make a good point about I, the red shirts. Yeah, I was going to say that every I saw the trailer when you first posted it, and the movie it was a while before the movie came out. But I always remembered that scene in the, in the con, whatever that's called the the Grand Concourse. Yeah, yeah. happiest accident. <laughs> just like uh, thematic, it just all worked. Yeah, yeah that was a great I'm moment. I'm going to live this time. All of the con <laughs> stuff was just great. Yeah. I and Dan, did we ask you what your favorite? My favorite yeah. scene. Ooh, I'd have to think about that. I, I really love how the just the sequence of the date and up to the assault and everything. Uh, but I guess the duct tape scene, just because I'm so proud. <laughs> but I didn't know about this Versace thing. That kind of bums me out because I, when we were shooting it, when I came up with the idea, I was like, I don't think anyone's ever done this before. I, I didn't know it happened in real life. <laughs> this Versace thing. I'm pretty sure it happens. Um, in real life, you know, in yeah. smut and all that, but yeah, yeah no, in a, in a, like a normal horror movie, no, I don't think I've seen. It I've anywhere seen else. bags like chuck yeah. a bag on a guy. I don't think I've seen it. We've seen duct tape either. over the mouth. Not you know, that, and not nose. that it's never happened, but I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, that no. In a movie. Yeah. So you had something it. going for you. Sorry, Versace <laughs> you, took it from you after you put it out, though. So it yeah. such such. It's a part yeah. Of Ryan, Ryan Murphy doesn't hold a candle to you. For the record, I did find this movie more interesting than American Crime Story. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Versace really. <laughs> there were just some episodes that lagged. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was like a gay American psycho. I was like, that's oh, interesting. That's not why I didn't like a it. A little bit. It was, it was um, okay. But there were but like, there's lag points. Yeah, just too much um, downtime okay. in this. In the, you know, you only have one season. So yeah, and then, like yeah, there were a lot of dragging episodes. Yeah. It did not live up to the previous season. Oh, okay. So that that people versus OJ. Which yeah, that was incredible, so good. Right? Yes. <laughs> Um, any other questions you guys have? Um, let me think. 
What rest? Yeah, actually, I do. Okay. Where was the restaurant that you guys shot in the beginning? Okay. Uh, Why? She, she's laughing like right yeah. away. Well, we shot it at, like we did that. We, we reshot that the most because it was just we a did. technical nightmare every was time. Was it the old, Did you do it at one restaurant only, or you tried to dip no. multiple of different, different places? restaurants? Like, every time yeah, okay. you guys were out at dinner, like let's try this again. We, yes. The first one was like swinging for the fences, and I was so disheartened by the time it was over because did you could try like a nice like a super yeah I sprung I paid for Phil's dinner and uh, we went to Glenwood Oaks uh, oh, wow yeah. some steaks where my parents chops. had their wedding reception oh really yeah. wow. <laughs> so you were trying to you know really setting up, up that murder yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a technical error and then we went to Missouri to do the ending that we scrapped and we scrapped that scene we went to a pizza parlor and uh, that didn't quite work out uh, because of the Lav Mike was too visible. That's how we were able to pick her up. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it just didn't quite blend in with her jacket. And then finally, to answer your question, we went to Lassen's in Homewood. Okay. Because uh, my dad is good friends with uh, the owner and a couple of the bartenders mm-hmm. there, and they were more than happy to let us do it in the basement when no one's there during the day. So there's another thing. We had to create somewhat of an illusion of a slow day at a bar, even though no one was in the background, and I added a pool That's a game. slow day at a bar, normally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a pool game in the background, and you can hear my dad's voice, because he has this, it's in his contract, every movie I shoot with him, he has this thing where he has to go, um, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. That's all he wants in all of my movies. <laughs> and I put, if you listen closely in the bar scene at the beginning of the, the date, you hear my dad in the background going, ah, ah, excuse me. And then you hear like a pool shot. So it's <laughs> the pool background balls. noise. Yeah. yeah. And that's your dad at the apartment, right? In the uh, beginning? No, that's, uh, that's, uh, no. <laughs> that's uh, our buddy TJ. Oh, Trish, you told me it was his dad. I, I, I just knew that he was. Um, are you talking about the guy who gets the hammer today? Yeah. No, that yeah. was our, our buddy TJ. He's actually okay. younger than us. Um, really? Yeah. He was my roommate at the time. Uh, we had a couple different roommates in the my apartment that I okay. was at. And so that's your wait. Now let's see how many apartments do we see in this place? <laughs> yeah, two, yeah. Two, uh, the one at the beginning. I guess we just see different. Place, yeah, mm-hmm. and then the one at the end where I get assaulted is our current. Is our okay. current place? Yeah. Don't come stalk us, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Their address is. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? I forgot what the question was. So just where were they? Which apartment? Yeah. So that the assault uh, where you guys break his uh, rib happens at the same apartment that you filmed, like, where you're going into her bedroom? Uh, No. The the one at the beginning is they go upstairs, and then he hits him with the hammer, ties him up. Yeah. There's that. And then at the the very beginning of the movie. Oh, the very beginning. That's a different apartment. Yeah, Yeah, see, there's a lot of apartments in this. There's three apartments, sorry. I was going to say, one of them looks like um, an apartment, like, you know, I can tell it's, like, you know, the same kind of structure as, like, Mm -hmm. an apartment I've seen before, you know, so, like, stuck with me. A lot of Chicago apartments. Yeah, look like that, you know, with the stairs in the back and all. Yeah. Yeah. Creaky wood floors, yeah. Yeah. Kitchen in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any others? Theo? No. no, I liked it. That was pretty much the, the last you. question I had. Yeah, I liked the movie. Appreciate it. I think that's our general consensus on, on the movies that fun. we did enjoy it. Well, cool. I hope you, uh, awesome. you like the next one. And, and we're trying to get a premiere going. Uh, we're kind of trying to share it with uh, Who Killed Heather. It was a web series I uh, helped write on. 
uh, that yeah. Neil Fisher and Kevin Kirschman directed. And they haven't had a proper screening, but they're entering festivals now. And I kind of want to do like a villain slash who killed Heather night at uh, somewhere in Chicago. And if we do, you, you guys, guys are should, more than welcome to come. You guys should do it at uh, Hollywood well, Boulevard because I see I would rather <laughs> not I'd rather not mention yeah. the uh, the website of the person that usually does stuff at Hollywood Boulevard, okay. but um, they do stuff at oh, um, Hollywood Boulevard know. showings and because uh, you can do a private screening or whatever there. So okay. sweet. Sweet. Seems like I will not give this person promotion. And, and well, there's <laughs> there's some problems with their website, and I'd rather not and give course, them any kind of promotion. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, everyone will be free because we can't profit off this movie. It's illegal. So <laughs> yeah. Is um, it really? Yeah, you can't. We can't. If you we know, were to try and sell it, that's an interesting question because I did not know that. Yeah. Well, because yeah. of the music, yeah, music, okay. and uh, I think I haven't quite looked. I don't think there are. There's um, fair use when it comes to the background characters like Iron Man and, oh, and right and all that. Yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. think like it's just like the people illegal themselves, nightmare, not yeah. the actual. To, to me, it seems like you could get away with that. Now, maybe not necessarily because. I mean, it's not like you paid those people to be in the movie yeah. with that stuff on. But, but the guy with the imagery that's copywritten. But you're at a place where they have legal things saying that. There, this is the tricky <clears throat> part because I did kind of look into this, and the, the dip, you you cited uh, Escape from Tomorrow as uh, an example because mm-hmm. that's the movie where they shot on the sly at Disney World. And how did they use that? Well, they what they did was in post was they made it uh, tonally dark, like all the it's a small world, a bunch of little demons. That falls under fair use because it's, uh, I think it falls under parody. And for hmm. us, we're just documenting the, like people dressed up as Iron Man. I don't think that falls under fair use unless we're reviewing the character of Iron Man as like a educational purpose hmm. or if we're parodying Iron Man, which we're not. Right. So. I think I'd be more concerned about the music yeah. Yeah. rather yeah. than the yeah. C2E2 part <laughs> because, like, the, like I said, like that capturing photography, it just seems like circumstance. You know what I mean? And I, I Every, there's, there's everybody in that convention world too, like the, this whole nerd art world, like carries a camera, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's filming or shooting pictures but, but or do whatever. But they sell their pictures. That yeah. yeah, they don't sell that, them. That there is the yeah. line. Mm-hmm. I'm sure once some distribution company sees it, they will pay. They would. I, for yeah. the I, I feel but once I once I kind of learned that this is what we're dealing with copyright and imagery like I said fuck it let's use the songs for sure that I want oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? make I, your point you know I you know had su- that it's not gonna like make you <clears throat> exactly I had did suggested you know you were to gonna use that uh, the song like that it was between that and um, Beast of Burden by Rolling Stones interesting that didn't quite fit yeah it was too, a little too upbeat cause yeah. the, cause that's more of a dreamy kind of sound in the yeah. beginning uh huh and eerie yeah. a little bit more eerie yeah, I think London sure. was the way to go for sure and I had suggested to Dan just just to get his his film out there was to replace the music mm, for the yeah. time being yeah. with something else or an original song written by somebody. I wouldn't rule it out. But then we'd have to maybe dub Phil doing the cover on acoustic because mm-hmm. it is behind his back, and we shot it purposely that way in case we wanted to use something that was royalty free. I'm still on the fence about yeah. it. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I, it takes away from the film artistically. I, I, I totally does. get that. Yeah, but just. You know, you want more people to see it. Yeah, you know, and if more people time. see it, then you can be like, well, hey, this was the original idea. Yeah. Now I can pay for it, or whoever's going to pay that, for it. And yeah, that's that's something I've been t- turning over in my head quite a bit lately. It's been out for two months now, and I'm still thinking about it. But now I have to edit this next movie, so I don't know. We'll see. I guess it would depend. You know, like if someone could write a really great song. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love right. to get that. If you sing it and you wrote a song. I would even go. <laughs> yeah, now, you know, I'm now. not. I'm not really musically inclined, but now I kind of want to. 
I'll, I can do like a Bond type uh, yeah. song called Villain. Oh, yeah. We're oh, all yeah. Like, you know how they each have like like that Kylie Minogue um, did. Uh, yeah. Usually, the ly- lyrically, it's about how great he is. Yeah. Like, he's got a powerful gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll plan out the contract after the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> well, Dan, Katie, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks thank for you. having us. Thank you, um, thank you for making a movie that all three of us enjoyed. Yeah, it was super fun. It. Yeah, sure. And I'll give you a second to plug your podcast, okay. if you would like. All right. Uh, I do a podcast with my brother who played, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Bradley in Villain, uh, called 90 Under 90. <laughs> um, it's called 90 Under 90. It's a curated list of 90 movies that all equal to 90 minutes or run under 90 minutes, and we just talk about the movie. We, it's me and my brother always, and then we have a rotating single guest every week. Every Thursday, uh, I go to iTunes, look up 90 Under 90. Yep, I was listening to it on my way here today. You're going to be on it. Yes, I am. Uh, in two weeks. Yep. yep. So I look forward to that. Yeah, I do you guys, too. I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and make this sound like I'm trying to suck your dick the whole episode, but like, I, I, do, I do really enjoy the podcast. It sounds like you guys have really good chemistry, your brother and you and, and your guests. Um the episode I just listened to was your newest one. Katie was on that episode, so that was yeah. interesting. I uh, disagree with your opinion on the movie. Yeah, but that's fair. I am a Bluthian. I'm coining that term right now. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but yeah, it's a and fun. You, it's a fun. Uh, I'm sure you appreciated our Don Bluth. That's oh my god, near, that was our just... Don Bluth impression. That is nowhere near his voice. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Listen to his commentary. He doesn't sound anything like that. I don't want to now. At this point in my head, he sounds a certain way. And it's great. It's yeah. perfect. So. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And uh, uh, as always, continue listening to this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have new episodes every month. And don't forget about that fat guy who doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. We're bringing that show nonsense. back. And noises and nonsense. And all the other 8,000 things that <laughs> were <laughs> There's going to be some links. You guys ought to click them once in a while, you know. Apparently people aren't clicking our links. No. How about reviews? Because we don't get as many iTunes reviews as we'd like. I got one for that fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about, which yeah. I, uh, just I ironically said, the title didn't lie. This guy really doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you you kind of walk into it with that title. Stellar. You walk right into it. I have gotten two different podcasts to mention the name of that podcast on their show by the ti- just because of the title alone. Oh, really? Because they like the title. Sweet. And I... I don't know if I ever told you where I came up with that title, but it was actually when I was working at an electronics store. Mm-hmm. A customer who didn't want to listen to me oh, shit. said that about me to my uh, manager. That's <laughs> and it just it made me laugh so much, and we kept saying it all the time. And I was like, one of these days I'm going to make it a web series, and I'm going to call it that. <laughs> and that's exactly why. That title says nothing about what the podcast is about. And I hope that customer is listening. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, it was an old guy. Oh, he doesn't know podcasts. We're famous are. now. <laughs> Chokes on him, he's dead. You're <laughs> well, he never got his gift card, so that's all that matters. Justice is served. <laughs> all right, well, again, thank you guys, thank everyone you. involved, and that's the end of the show. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is delicious coffee. It's David Lynch Coffee. I'm here today to talk about David Lynch Coffee. My name, filmmaker David Lynch. 
here to talk about my coffee. It is 72 degrees Fahrenheit on a sunny day, slight overcast in Los Angeles, and I'm talking about David Lynch coffee as well as some other podcast I was asked to inform you about. The name of the podcast is That Fat Guy Doesn't Know What He's Talking About. Now that I find to be a bit subjective. How, who's to say what he doesn't know what he's talking about? Maybe that's besides the point. <sighs> David Lynch coffee comes in cold brew, hot, and you can even get espresso beans. That fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This is the end of the promo.